Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide. Once again, getting the intro right. Zane here Yay. from Wrestling With Cards and... Tony with WrestlingTradingCards.com. Welcome, Tony. How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, how about yourself? Doing good. Uh, just, you know, continually trying to navigate wrestling cards as it's gotten more popular. We've seen spikes and dips and new sets coming out, and it's it's nuts. Uh, everything's kind of new to me, man. I'm adding so much <laughs> stuff to the website lately. It's unbelievable. I've, I think I've added over almost uh, 500 sets since I started moving things over. Coming together nicely. It's going to be nice to get the indie sets and any extra oddball sets up there. And speaking of oddball, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Consumer product wrestling cards. And Tony, when I mentioned that to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind like? Food issued stuff, um, you know, limited stuff from like stores or something or anything that's inserted into a pack of something that's not trading cards. Right. And we've seen this with sports cards, too. I mean, this isn't just an exclusive wrestling thing. We've mm-hmm. seen it with action figures. We've seen it with, you know, pretty much any type of collectible you can think of. You, you see them released in consumer products as like incentives or promotional material. Um, what for you, what is... Uh, something that you think is that makes these stand out as opposed to just uh, cards you can pull in a pack? Well, they're harder to come by sometimes, depending on what kind of release you're looking at. I mean, uh, a good case in point would be, uh, I think that 1999, is it 99? 99 WCW from the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was five cards uh, available that Tops put out that were put in these, you know, you knew which, um, uh, products to get them in but you weren't guaranteed uh that particular card in that product and that product if that makes any sense mm-hmm. uh so you were on the hunt looking for all five of these cards and they're hard to come by so um you know i think they're they're even more limited than actual trading cards as i think yeah that's the first thing that i think of is uh rarity and hard to find and they're they're generally lower print runs the, the first thing I, that comes to mind right off the bat is the Rax Roast Beef. I'm oh, sure yeah. Like, uh, David Peck's got a full set, and I've yet to see any other of, of them pop up anywhere. So Same. that's a pr- prime example where you you basically have one set out there that we know of, and that's it. Like, there may be others out there, but we don't know because the way that these are issued. And, you know, you can go to David's YouTube channel. Actually, has a whole video series about those. But yeah, uh, low print runs, and a lot of times we don't even get information on the print runs on these. So you just kind of have to guess, and even guessing, you're like, okay, well, it's clearly going to be less than a you know pack pullable thing. And then the other thing that comes to mind when I think of these things are how condition sensitive they are because of the quality and because of what they're in, because they're not, you know, they may be on the inside of a like carnation. We'll get to that in a minute, but inside of like hot chocolate packages in magazines maybe on the, like the uh the ice cream bars yeah perfect example there and the real question with these that make it even more rare and scarce is how many of these were thrown away true yeah 
true. You could have had half of the population of these cards eliminated just because they were thrown away because it was, you know, a consumer product. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just even stuff like, like the Circle K ones back, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, those were given out when you went, when you bought like a Slurpee or something like that or whatever it was. And you had a, it was a game for WrestleMania or something. Um, I mean, half of those probably end up in the trash. Right. Like you find a lot of those, you'll find a lot of them with the uh, scratcher already taken off. It's a little harder, a little bit harder to find them with the scratcher. Right. And speaking of that, uh, that brings up grading because I've seen a lot of these slabbed and I hate the fact that they're in bigger slabs for some reason. Like they're oversized slabs because the card's bigger, you know, it's got that scratching part on it. Yeah. Um, Grading these and public perception of these compared to the regular cards. What have you seen in the wrestling card community as far as like um, being sought after and how they're graded and such stuff like that compared to, you know, what we're pulling out of 2020 tops Chrome. Well, I think that a lot of people just don't give some of these ones a lot of credit. I don't think I don't credit, but they, they don't get the love they deserve, I think, on some of these. And you're starting to see some stuff come around a little bit. Like for the longest time, I can find those Circle K cards for mm-hmm. dirt cheap. I still think they're dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just don't think people will give them the same love that they should. You know, the magazine cards for the longest time, those cards from the WF magazines, what, from 85 through 88 or something like that they ran? Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, 95 through 98, 90. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those cards for the longest time were just like, just thrown away, thrown away, thrown away. No one ever cared about those. Uh, you can buy those magazines with the cards still intact for like two bucks, you know, three bucks. Right. Uh, now, like people are looking for, you know, Triple H card out of that or an Isaac B. Yankum card out of that, you know, kind of thing. Um, I see people talk about grading these cards and some are divided by how do you give a 10 on something that's perforated? Yeah. Yeah. Or something that has to be physically cut out of cut. something. Yeah. yeah. Like some of these old 70, you know, magazines or 80, you know, 81 magazines. So like how, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you cut these out properly? It's like that, you know, to get a high grade out of them. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you get say a card, let's hypothetically say there's, and I know these, this is a fact there's cards and DVDs. So it's, it looks just like a pack pulled card. It's just, it might be in its own cellophane coming out of the DVD, or it might be in the little DVD booklet or something like that. I could see how that could easily be graded, but yeah, the perforation, like I've seen that it, like if you tear it, it has to have all those little nubs around it for it to count. Um, And then there's questions like with some of the action figure cards, like it has a dotted line you're supposed to cut out around. So if you cut outside of that, does that count against you? If you count on it too far, like, you know, there's no, but they're they're being graded it's just we have no explanation of how i'd like to know what the requirements are like what are the specifications they're looking for for like an old ljn card or something like that or a hasbro card to cut out and i mean to have have a what are the dimensions they're requiring of that that's what i want to yeah, know like, and and then that brings into the question like okay let's say shaving you, have, you know yeah let's say you have one of these and you know hypothetically what have what if it comes back as trimmed well, wait a minute. I had to trim it out of the package. Sure. So there's, there's no, there's no, like, it's all a big gray area with these, which makes it really frustrating. Which makes it even more limited of those out there that are maybe exactly. gotten through, have gotten through being graded. Yep. And then that brings up the demand. I mean, obviously we've got to have a supply and demand because we could have the rarest stuff in the world, but if nobody really wants it, even if one person doesn't want it, you're like, well. But the market's so weird right now too, because we were just talking yeah. off air, you know, about how, 
you know, that 98, you know, 98 superstar seems to kind of come down. And most of those popular things like six months ago have kind of come down and a little bit either in value, obviously, or, or you know, demand. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, the sticker now becomes the big th hit thing. That kind of went away now. Now it's like the Bendham card is a big thing. It's like the rock or something like that. That's a yeah. big thing now. So it's almost like we have these people, these puppeteers back there kind of like controlling, like, here's what we're going to make popular now. <laughs> yep. In which case we always just like to say, buy them all. Just buy them all, man. Yep. Buy them all. Um, I think one thing that kind of frustrates me going back to the grading is, um, you know, I don't, it's like we said, I don't know how the companies are going to grade these, but even then we go back to, you know, them checking with WTC's website, if they're referencing that and yep. saying, are these even legitimate cards? You know, cause they, some of this stuff comes out of nowhere. It's most of this food issue stuff that we've talked about over here, I know that we kind of put a list together for ourselves to kind of uh, talk about, you know, we have stuff like the carnation and the ice cream bars, things like that. And, uh, you know, man, the annuals, like the 93 WCW yearbook, those are all been listed on the website for years anyways. Mm -hmm. And I, I know they've been using that stuff to reference anyways. Uh, but there's other oddball stuff that comes out of nowhere sometimes. And, you know, uh, now I'm so glad to have the site up and running again to bring it all back but I want to get that stuff on there quickly because some of the stuff needs to be authenticated. Is there anything you've seen recently, um, any type of wrestling quote card product that you've seen on social media that has kind of, I don't know, maybe intrigued you kind of brought up questions, stuff you've never seen before, anything like that recently. There's always some stuff that's come out recent that I haven't seen before, but, um, you know, Husker has website has a lot of cool stuff on it that I had never heard of before. Like some of the, some stuff from Russia, like that right, like yeah. these are really cool looking and i don't know stuff, how they that, yeah that's stuff we don't even you know it, we're not even talking about because we yeah mainly no, just I have see no the idea US where stuff. it came from yeah i had no idea how it was you know distributed or anything like that so people out there do know but you know i'm hoping to get the information soon but um you know so that gets up put up there that people like want to talk about once in a while like you see like the little mini car like the little mini uh sticker cards mm -hmm. and from, those came uh, out of a variety of things weren't there i know there was like there yeah. was ones from borden which i believe was milk uh yeah it, chips and, and chips and that there were snack ones yeah there were different there were a couple different ones of the little stickers yeah they had like tag teams of the year they had the hostess mm -hmm. uh sets uh, yeah hostess, the hostess was one. the other one hostess was kind of cool because they actually have a collector poster uh it folded open it's like that and then you can uh, stick all of them on there all the way around the edges oh like just that. like you can put all those 97 panini stickers in yeah that that's book. right <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh and i have it both you know loose still in the cellophane and i also have it on the, the big poster too stick that's on awesome too as well um but uh yeah i see those I, I see i don't think those get a lot of love they should get love those are some good cards man those are cool little sticker cards especially that that era you know in 87 88 yeah and cool I, I think if we had a definitive print run on a lot of these things it would make them more popular uh let's look let, mm -hmm. looks look exactly with what's happened with the re most recent impact set you know, I yes. mean, they didn't have that much of a demand and all of a sudden we found out, oh, well, they're only making X amount. Okay, now everyone's all in on them. And, you know, so if there was... Yeah, these bad boys right here. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, a couple... What was the final print run on that? I forgot, right? Three, was it 300? 300, 300 packs, yeah. Okay, so say there's 300 of these uh, total sets, whatever. 300 what? total sets, and right. then there's three different autographs at 100, only 100 autographs each. Hypothetically, let's say on those... I'm just going to, you know, we're talking about those little stickers out of the hostess packages. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, what if there's only a hundred full sets of those? You know, we don't know because we don't know. 
we don't know how many were made or thrown away or where they still are or it's i mean honestly i think 100 be a little low but because i mean i've probably owned right yeah oh my yeah lifetime, at least 30 sets of that <laughs> oh, of course i'm just pulling out a hypothetical yeah. based on any kind of food product or but any you know, any food product especially food i think especially food product it's one thing to get something out of a dvd vhs tape uh maybe from a book sale because it has and we're going to talk about stuff. a lot of this stuff too here in a second yeah, I mean, it's some of those things, but when you got stuff in food issued stuff, uh, I think I agree. I think a lot of people threw that stuff away. I mean, a lot of it, and you could take probably half of whatever that print one. Say it was, you know, they, they printed 10,000 of these things, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if 5,000 have been in the trash. Prime example of that is those uh, promo cards. The is it the tech chrome and the bash at the beach from those WCW? Correct. You know, it says like one, what are they, 10,000 and 25,000? Uh, yeah, 10 and 20. Yeah, well, you don't ever see them. You, no. you would think if there were that many of them around, they'd still be popping up. And here we are not seeing them. I would say probably the majority of those probably got uh, trashed or someone somewhere on this planet is sitting on a whole brick of them somewhere. Yeah. So let's jump into for if anybody is kind of not caught on yet to what we're talking about we've got some examples for you here broken down of some different sets and some cards we can talk about based on different products we mentioned food products one of my favorite sets in food products is the carnation wrestling cards from 86 uh mostly awa guys um what do you think of that set you got a favorite card or anything uh i always liked uh the road warriors one in that one yeah that's a really nice looking one. And for some reason, I always like Kamala. <laughs> Just a cool picture. <laughs> uh, the the other one that really stands out for me in that sets the flair because he's just like of course, cr yeah. cr cradling the uh, original NWA world title. And it's just a cool shot. Uh, another one you mentioned, and I'll let you kind of take this one over, is the ice cream bars. And there's different ice cream bars. Like we, oh have, mod God. we have more modern ones. We have the really original vintage ones. And I mean, I started those in, I think, 88, I believe. Uh, I can double check for you right now. It, it ran from 88 through 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, and with, with a break in there somewhere. I think they did a break in like 2003, I think. Uh, and I don't think there's any of them 2001. There's a couple of years they didn't do them, but it went through two different types of companies. It was uh, originally, I think, Good Humor, and then it went to Gold Bond. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Gold Bond, then Good, Good Humor. Went the other way around. Gold Bond, then it went to Good Humor. Um, I regret, man, I had an uncut sheet of the original 1988 set that I got rid of maybe a few years ago. I uh, <laughs> just, just got rid of it. I'm like, ah, you know, no one really, no one was caring about them. Right. I'm like, Oh, if I get anything for it. And I probably sold it for like 25, 30 bucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, and it had, it had a fold in the middle because I had it folded and put in something. And so it just opened up and it's an uncut sheet of the entire set. You know, it was like all 12 card or whatever it was, but uh, yeah, that set ran for a long time. Like, um, you know, you can go to the WTC website and check them all out. It's like that as far as the checklist goes. Uh, but, um, you know, they had cool things like you, earlier runs. You never knew what you were getting inside of them. So it would have like this cool, you know, hey, trading card inside. Some of them had like a little cutout. You can cut out like a little uh, pop-up stand uh, of, yeah. of mm -hmm. someone. Some have puzzle pieces where you can actually do a, make a onto the giant puzzle or something like that of it some years. And they each year they had like a certain type of name to them, like, you know, famous finishers or some stuff like that, whatever it was. Uh, but you never knew what you were getting inside. So you had to keep buying ice cream and opening them and opening them and eating the ice cream to find out the card inside of it. Uh, then later on in the later years, what was on the box is what the card you got inside. And but, uh, I can imagine tons of those are thrown away. 
Oh, 100%. 100%. And Especially kids just eating the ice cream and throwing the rest away. And keeping that and kind of transitioning to the next one I want to talk about, which is Quaker dips. The thing that um, you also have to keep in mind, I think, with a lot of these cards that people are not thinking about are is if they're considered rookie cards and because they're first cards and you know we we both have our opinions on that but it's just something else that you have to think you have to keep in mind and one of the cards that i see thrown around a lot and then quaker dips and some of the ice cream bars is ultimate warrior and the rockers Mm -hmm. and you know every you know when uh, not too long ago when we had that huge boom and everybody was buying everything Everybody was buying that 1990 classic rockers and saying, oh, well, this is the Shawn Michaels rookie card. Sure. And technically there was the ice cream bars. Uh, I think there's one on the ice cream bar. I, I know there's a Quaker dips one because I have it. And then yes, there was there the uh, MSL uh, bubblegum ones from New Zealand. Correct. So like those were all before, but yet here the people are calling this one from 1990, the rookie card. So just something to think about because technically these were before that one. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. And they're technically more rare, I think, because of the food product. Are we talking about the 88 Quaker Dips? Yes. Okay. Which one is it that you were talking about? The Rockers from that set? Uh, the Rockers is in the 88 or the 89. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, I don't see them on the 88 set. Okay, it must be the 89. I've got it in my in my box yes. here. But, you know, but there's also the, you know, I don't 89. know. Yeah. The Warriors in the 88, I believe. He's also an 89. In both? Uh, he definitely is an 89. I can tell you that right now. I just got done looking at it. It's like that. But uh, Quaker dips from that one as well. Uh, yeah, he is not. He is also. It's card number seven in uh, 88. Yeah, so that would be technically his first card ever, even before the playing card, even before anything. True. True. Very true. This is something a lot of people don't think about. And, you know, I'm not here to tell you to do one way or another. Just throwing the information out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, either way, I don't care. Like we always said, just buy them all kind of thing. And yeah. They're cool. I think they're, they're cool anyways. And um, the Quaker Dips cards are also, they're different shape. They're a very odd. I don't even know what you would call them. Do you have any of them? I have some, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like. Well, they're, 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 according to the site, they measure uh, two and three quarter inches by two and seven eighth inches. That's about, yeah, that would, yeah. that would be, they're almost a, like a s- small square as opposed to a traditional trading card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last ones, will, well, we mentioned the uh, bubblegum ones out of New Zealand, but I also want to talk about, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They were uh, like WWF Super Sours. They were, it was, they almost looked like bazooka bubblegum and they were sour. And your wrapper, you open the wrapper and the wrapper has a uh, card inside it, which is just what year a piece is that? of, uh, 92 maybe? I don't know. Right. I can't remember right offhand, but I have a bunch of them. I have a bunch of them and it's like a, you can almost see through the paper. It's like a gum, it's a gum wrapper and it's got a picture of the superstar and it has like a little trivia thing on it. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, they did something kind of a little bit in the the style anyways, like that. 
uh, Crazy Planet put out some stuff for WW, WCW. Yes. Was a, it's yes. Gum. It, very similar I, I to some, those. I have some behind me, actually, as a matter of fact, and I have the uh, retail box. It's like yep. that. So I have a whole bunch that's unopened and some, they, you open up your wrapper for your gum and the inside was actually like a little see-through, mm-hmm. like a trading and, you know, and they're numbered too. Yeah. I bet it's the exact same thing. No, I, I no haven't seen the, on it. Yeah. I haven't seen it many of the WCW ones and uh, I just happened to randomly find some of the WWF ones on eBay that I used to buy at the dime store when I was a kid. Nice. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, I'm just going to, and they're, you know, some of them are trash, but just to have them is, is cool. But uh, lastly, the Circle K cards on the food products. Uh, you talked about those. Yeah, they're awesome. I just think they're undervalued, man. They're, they're such cool cards. Uh, really quick are. question, since we're talking about that. Do you think people might not want them, whether they're like, it, you know, obviously they want them with the scratch card because that's, you know, complete whatever. A diehard collector would want that. But I've noticed a lot of people still like to sell them without it because they're a little harder to come by with them. But, you know. I, uh, I actually gave one away to a local card shop here. It's like that, that wanted some. And I go, Hey, I have an extra one. You can have it. Well, my question with that is the grading. Uh, everybody wants everything slab now, it seems. So yeah. if you look I at these, I, I, want it with the, I want it with a scratcher. Okay. Would you want it in the slab though? Even though the slab is going to be like way oversized, does that matter to you as a collector? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to see. Is it doesn't matter to me. I've talked about that on some of my videos before. If like collectors prefer, all their slabs to be uniform size or if they're, you know, don't care as long as it's authenticated. I mean, I'm just, I'm sampling things from different grading card companies right now. Like I just, I, I haven't posted it yet, but I, you know, got my first HGA grading uh, back You know, I got like the Charlotte flair, things like that. And um, so it's my first time ever getting something back and I'm just trying different things. So I'm not, I'm not picky. Okay. Well, that's enough of the food products. Let's move along to <laughs> magazine cards. Uh, fir- first one I had, and it's, debatable because it's papers the 73 wrestling annual yeah yeah though, though you know is it a card is it you know what you know, that that debate's going to keep going on forever but hey psa will grade them so they do it doesn't the front say collect trading cards on it's like that i believe so even though they're paper material yes yeah yeah because there's a couple issues that do, that do that that are paper material but uh yeah i mean it says trading cards. I had a discussion with Paul from the, the wrestling card price guide about this uh, not too long ago. And he's like, he, he resisted adding that stuff to his uh, price guide because he didn't really consider them trading cards. But, you know, when the market dictates. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. You, you, you kind of have to go with that. Like for me, I'm more open than my partner David is. David doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to do anything with, you know, CCG stuff, even though they're trading cards. I say. He doesn't want to do anything with um you know valentine's day cards or phone cards or things like that or, or stickers for that matter doesn't want to even deal with that i go listen the market is going to dictate how we're going to relate that information to people and we are wrestling trading cards.com that's our name but these things all fall under that it's almost like having different subgenres of metal you know it's like there's heavy right. metal <laughs> but then i got death metal and speed metal and thrash metal and you know you know i got all these different types of metal you know mm-hmm. so it's it's all that genre but different styles and i kind of kind of throw the cards in the same thing yeah um another thing too i think is basically if psa grades it i think it's going to create a demand no matter if it's pops too yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> And one thing that, um, speaking of pop, I'll use that because I popped when I saw it, was uh, in that annual, as I think the very first card of the original Sheik. Uh, yeah, I'm he's, pretty uh, sure it's Trojan, in that. 
that 73 annual and it's like not very it's you know the, not that great of a picture but i saw it in a psa slab and i'm like man this this is this looks great so something i'm gonna continually be trying to chase but probably okay. the most popular magazine products that i can think of and you can call me out if i'm wrong is the 93 uh, wcw yearbook that's a pretty popular one that's not, yeah not gonna lie i don't think i've seen other than the wrestling annual um, another one I'll mention real quick is the 85, I believe, the 1985 Wrestling All-Stars. Uh, 1985 is a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's got like the first Road Warriors card in it. Uh, a couple other guys in there have first cards. But the the main one for the WCW and the 93 is Steve Austin and Cactus Jack. And then like to a lesser degree, you got the first Jushin Thunder Liger, the first Shane Douglas. I did a whole video ser- video on that one, so. Yeah, it's a good car. It's a good magazine set. I, I love that set too, the 85. And then you mentioned the WWF magazines. Do you have a favorite one out of all the ones they put out? Um, there's a few. I mean, I got a stack of them sitting behind me right now that uh, I was going through. They're already, you know, taken apart. And I was going through. I, I mean, of course, I love the Isaac B. Yankin one's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they're cool. And they, sometimes they did like um, uh a set in the magazine that was devoted to a particular superstar or the women. So it's like a bunch of like sunny and like the, the body Donna's are in there and stuff like that. Uh, uh, memory serves. Don't, doesn't some of them when they focused on that, don't they have like some different sized cards into one sheet? Yeah. Sometimes what... they'll have like a, of an oversized one and then three cards on the side of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did uh, occasionally they did that too. So moving on to toy products, this is one thing that I used to love seeing cards in. Um, action figures, uh, the, I would say probably the most well-known one of these would be the, uh, Bendem figures. Does anything else stand out for you? Just as far as like the, uh, oh, the ECW figures, that's a whole different ECW. Yeah. That, that, the ECW figures have the complete series of stickers and the actual cards and you never know who you were going to get in there. It's kind of like the uh, Poppy that we've talked about in past years. But there are two different, they're, those are two different releases, though. So mm-hmm. one was a Series 4, one was a Series 5, I think, from yes. whatever year that was. Yeah. And um, one focused on sticker versions of the cards mm-hmm. and, or vice versa. It's like that, you know. So, um, yeah, that's a cool set. I like that set. Uh, another one I used to see them, and this was more of a uh, – I want to say WCW may have done something with some figures at some point. I can't remember right offhand. But WWF would do when they had the bone crunching figures, yep. they would do the box sets and the box sets would sometimes have the cards. I have the one with uh, it's like something about something feud and it's got Stone Cold giving Vince McMahon the stunner. And got that one. That's a yeah, great card. Awesome looking card. The only crappy thing is blank back. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a cardboard back. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. And, it does, um, and the tricky thing is, and maybe you can correct me or give me more information. It doesn't look like it's cut out, though. It looks it's like it, it's actually inserted yeah. in, the, in the package itself. Right. Um, so, so it'd be like, um, you know, it, had, it was like, uh, you know, grudge matches was the name of the series, like grudge matches. And so you have like Owen Hart versus Triple H. And then in, in, in the middle of it right there was a trading card inside of it in between the two figures. So what do you think the odds are of, you know, kids that were buying these, ripping them open, grabbing the toys and who knows where that packaging went? Again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Just they saying. didn't care about cards or, you know, oh, back in my day, we put them in our bike spokes, <laughs> you know, or uh... <laughs> something else, too, actually, that this I just not thought about this. Um, hypothetically, you've recovered some of these trashed, discarded materials and you want to send them to PSA and say so you get a four. Well, what happens when that four is the highest grade? 
you know, are these PSA 10 snobs going to come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, well, even though there's only three of these in existence because it's only a four, I don't want it. I, there, there's some snobs like that. I'm sure yeah. there are, but you know, I'm just... I, 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 you've kind of educated me in that sense of like, you know, it doesn't matter about the grade. We have different variables that come into play here. You know, one, if a, a 10 is so out of my price range and I'm going to go after nine and sooner, you know, sooner or later a nine goes out of my price range. I go to an eight. Right. And I just can't, and at certain points, like, you know what? I don't even care. I just, I enjoy the card. It's a cool looking card. I don't, I, I bought it. It was a three. I don't give a shit. It's a, it's a three. Yeah. It's a good looking card. Of course. Um, yeah. Better to I, have I the care. card than to not have it regardless exactly. of the grade. I mean, look exactly. at like a, like extreme vintage baseball. Like it's just cool to have it in whatever grade it is as opposed to not at all. And at some point in time, who knows, maybe, maybe your one will make uh, greater one will go up in value. I mean, look at that, uh, that Jordan, you know, one sold for yeah. like two grand. <laughs> yeah. That, well, they're back down to two grand now. When I was, I was looking at them during our whole boom, they were right around four or 5,000. Yeah. So for a one, a one. Yeah. And then we recently had a, a Babe Ruth card. I, I don't remember the specs on it, but it was like an SGC three or SGC four. And it set the record for like one of the highest baseball cards sold ever. Yeah, that was, um, I, I believe it's it was, uncollectible. Uh, or it's supposed to be uncollectible here. Pretty yeah, soon. it's a 1914, I think it was 1914 Babe Ruth. It was his rookie minor league card. Right. Yeah. And it was a graded three. It's a graded three, by the way. It's a graded three. And I think I even commented on that on that post on Twitter. I said, Jesus, one of what, and they know of, of one out there, it's a graded four. Hmm, interesting. This was a graded three that set a record. So it goes, hmm, I wonder what that four would go for, but that person's not selling right. whoever has that four. Right. Uh, we better move on across. Uh, we've got some probably people that are grading snobs, and then we've got some people that hate grading. So we'll move on. Sure. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk, talk about the last section of the show, and that's just straight up oddball. And I've got a few examples for you here. The I pulled this off your website, 1902 Ogden cigarette cards. Yeah. We've got the... WWF Stridex and then love those cards. The VHS tapes, which we've seen the Coliseum home videos and DVDs, which I want to talk about. And it's something I'm trying to track down. I'm going to hold that for one second though. I'll let you take the floor on. Anything I else know you what got. you're going to talk about. You know. Too. I know exactly <laughs> because I, I, I just came across that checklist and we haven't added to the website yet because I can't validate a year. Um, uh, for me, I think we were talking about earlier, uh, VHS ones. There's that 1999 WCW by Tops. There were five cards in that. Um, and even though you know which uh, videos to go after, you, you don't know what kind of card you're getting inside. It was a hard set to put together. And I get asked a lot if I was willing to sell my set because I have the complete set. Mm -hmm. like, now it's just not, not available for sale, sorry. Uh, but it's um, from 1999 WCW, it's called VHS bonus cards. And they were available. There's five cards in the set, but there's only four different VHS tapes you can get them in. <laughs> so you had to end up like buying multiples. Correct. So as we noted on the website, it says, you know, with only four different videos in the collection in which the trading cards were inserted, in, it is possible to find uh, any one of the five in any one of those videos. <laughs> so you could have bought one of each video and got all the same card. Same card. <laughs> yeah. And typical WCW fashion, that wouldn't have surprised me, especially yeah. what we know about their tops autographs. WCW and tops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that. And I, uh, I also like the Stridex card. You mentioned Stridex cards. Mm -hmm. I love those cards. Those are such cool little cards. And save the best for last the Japanese ECW. And we still yep. like, we've seen a few of those surface now, but we still don't have 
Uh, we, I've talked to some people that said they came out of VHSs or DVDs that were Japanese. And you That's got one, one card, I believe, per pack or per uh, DVD, DVD or VHS. can't remember which one right off and apologize. But m- my question I can't find is, okay, is it like, what order are they in? Is this actually 97? Because that seems to be about the same time frame. Still a lot of mystery, but yeah, I, I keep um, the checklist I was uh, I have put together just has a date 96 slash 97 question mark. We're not quite quite sure yet. So I don't want to really want to add it to the website because I don't even know what year to put it under yet. Um, and then I, I don't know. And how it was distributed is seems kind of a mystery. Like so far, the universal uh, opinion is that they were inserted in VHS tapes mm-hmm. um, at that time. Which VHS tapes? I don't know. Yeah, because every everybody that everything that I've read has been the Japanese exclusive and only certain ones. Sure. And so, if we knew, yeah. if someone even had an idea of one of those videotapes, like, listen, I pulled this Tommy Dreamer card out of this particular VHS tapes like that. Great. Do you have the VHS tape? Great. You do. What year is on that VHS tape? Right. <laughs> At least let me know what year. Yeah, if you guys listening have that, let us know. Reach out to Tony so we can get the website updated. Yeah. Um, just kind of closing out, uh, have you got any final thoughts on just wrestling cards and consumer products, uh, where they could go, what you see the future for them for? Is there even a future? There's totally a future for them. I mean, they're using them for promotional stuff all the time. I mean, this stuff is always a uh, – I just did an interview with Brian Clark recently. I don't know if you watched it at all like that. I did. Um, and um, he, he was an awesome guy. He um, – uh, it's got his new action figures coming out. They're kind of like old Hasbro mm-hmm. retro kind of. Yeah, thing. it looks great. I, I suggested to him that they probably should put trading cards inside. It was like that. He goes, you know what? That's a great idea. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of potential still for any businesses out there. I mean, who's the, who's to say 7-Eleven might have a, you know, special Slurpee cup again, like they did back in the nineties when they had that, uh, oh, RVD I love those. And Stone Cold on it. It's like that. Yeah. I had so many of those things and uh, maybe they might offer some kind of a, another circle K exclusive, pack you know when you buy something there's just an endless with cards the way they are today and almost everybody and anybody's printing cards mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't it would not surprise me to see uh them put cards in anything these days really yeah wouldn't. i'll go back to what i said earlier um rare scarce hard to find condition sensitive you don't know print runs all of that combined typically adds up to a valuable card long-term in my opinion. And keep in mind, I think, and I 100% agree with you, keep in mind, especially that stuff from the eighties, uh, food issued stuff. I, I, I would, I, I would always put keep 10%, but I'll, I'll put 90% of my boat, all my, my, I have in my life, my mm-hmm. house, everything and bet on that. We'll never know what those print runs are. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, we're basically at the uh, mercy of the grading companies to even yep. assist with that. Like they're not even going to nail it but at least we'll have a little bit of, you know, how many have actually been graded. So that grading something like that, that's where the grading really has a big place like that one you're encasing something to keep it in good condition for what that condition is for ever. Mm-hmm. Presumably. Uh, and two, now we have a running record. Like you said, we have a pop report that shows us how many of these exist in the grading world. Cause we're right. never going to know in the raw world what, uh, what exists. All right, Tony, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can find more information about the stuff we talked about today. Everything can be found on wrestlingtradingcards.com. Every single possible way you can get to contact us through social media is on that page. It's up, live, running, 
nice to say this is the first official announcement I'm actually really giving that it's actually alive. I haven't yes. even tweeted it. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be promoted at the time too. So, but um, it's up, it's running, it's live, it's breathing, it's fully interactive. People can comment on things. They can go to Envy Checklist or and talk about it. And uh, we got a lot of cool things coming up though. So it's always gonna be a work in pro progress. There's a lot more work to do. Uh, images aren't there, but they're coming down the road. WTC in combination with the wrestling price guide that Paul's put out two best combinations of wrestling card information there is out there. Unless you want some slapstick, more entertainment wrestling card information, then you can come to my channel <laughs> wrestling with cards where I just throw some random thoughts. I do market talk. I do all kinds of random opinions on there. Uh, if you like grading, if you hate grading, you can both come and sing Kumbaya on my channel and have a, have a good time. So, and you can check me out all over social media and MySpace and AOL instant messenger at Zan morning. Anything else before we get out of here? That's a good man. I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening guys. Make sure to share, subscribe, leave us a review. If you guys have questions, send in questions. Well, we can, you know, answer them live on the show and you can give you a shout out and we appreciate your support until next time. See you wrestling fans.